0: will feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest is Ken Bradford and Ken is someone who I've known for a couple of years that has helped us with a leadership academy for AGC of Missouri and I think, uh, Ken has an interesting story to tell. So, Ken, thanks for being with us today. Thanks. Honored to be here. Well, Ken, you're in Texas today, right? That's right. This is my hometown. And you travel around to associations and AGC chapters all over the country doing the Leadership Academy.
1: That's my only customer base.
0: Well, tell me, give me your background. You just didn't wake up and come out of college and say, oh, I think I'm going to do a leadership academy. I'm sure there's a lot more to the story than that. So give us a little background on yourself and how the leadership academy got started.
1: Well, you're right. I did come out of college and knew everything. It was fully equipped. <laughs> Fortunately, my employer said, yeah, I want to see you in this class. the have Carnegie program. And I said, no, I, look, i got 7,200 line items to learn. That, that's surely more important. He said, no. <laughs> he said, no, you're our ambassador, our leading crews. He said, you need to learn how to remember names. I want to send you in the public speaking part. I said, no, 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 I don't want to do that. He says, no, it's just overall confidence, And they're going to work with you on human relations and be more persuasive and getting more cooperation. So I fought and screamed and resisted it pretty good. But, you know, Lynn, it, it made a huge difference to me. And five years later, after he sold the company, applied and went to work for them. I went to uh, uh, work for Dale Carnegie for 11 years. Worked my way up to be senior instructor and sales manager before going out on my own.
0: So you were with Dale Carnegie doing this training at a number of different locations, or were you just based in Texas, or did you travel around as part of that?
1: I, I stayed in Dallas. The kids were small, and I didn't want to travel until they got on their own.
0: So how did you get connected with the construction industry on this?
1: Well, I, I looked at the class and I said, You know what? I bet I bet I could do I bet I could do this for half the price and I think a smaller class would have more participation. So I went out on my own and I the hotel rooms for four years and we had a monthly class going on here in Dallas. And it became growingly obvious that a lot of the people in the classroom were what somebody called them, a PM <laughs> and they explained it to me. And then they talked about A and a G and a C. And they said, you need to come down and, and meet with the executive director in Dallas. So I said, well, I kind of resisted it, too, because I thought, well, they want morning classes and afternoon classes. and I'm, I'm mostly a nighttime instructor. I thought people want to do this after work. He said, no, we want to do it during the day. We went down there, and it just took off from that. It's just, in Dallas, we have. Next uh, next Tuesday, we start our 85th consecutive class since 1996. So, I quit doing public classes and and totally committed to just doing AGC members classes.
0: So you work. We
1: refer to uh, different chapters, and that's all I've ever done. You work for
0: chapters across the country, then doing this.
1: We work with about 18 different AGC chapters.
0: And talk a little bit about the content of the program. It's not Dale Carnegie, obviously, because it is so ingrained in the construction side of things. What do you find different or unique to construction leadership as opposed to what was going on with Dale Carnegie?
1: That's a good question, Lynn. It's, uh, with the construction industry, it's, it's it was it was less professional. Frankly, it was um, one of the biggest challenges is, is Helping companies overcome this good old boy attitude of screaming and yelling and telling people what to do. One of the first things I ask them in class is, "Do you, do you as a human being work better if someone asks you to do something and doesn't yell at you while you're doing it?" They go, "Heck yeah." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say, "Do you know anybody in this industry that yells a lot, loses their temper, that tells people what to do like a dictator?" They go, "Yeah." I said, "Well, that's one of the things we want to work on here." to uh, get more cooperation and form stronger relationships with not only the people that our partners we work with, including associates and subs, but presenting and, and building relationships with owners and bidding more jobs, being more persuasive. So we work with the basics of remembering names, listening, how to hold better meetings, small talk, which a lot of folks are uh, I'm comfortable with, and, you know, it's the key to beginning a relationship and getting people relaxed around you and trusting you. I feel like we're all selling trust. So it's a little bit of a, a rougher industry than the general public who send the candidates to the public classes. But, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful field, and I enjoy working
0: with them. Now, I've read the student reviews after they finish the class that you've done for us here at AGC Missouri, they're all great. It's interesting to see what the different people get out of the class. I'm sure you have some significant success stories of people who have gone through this training and gone on to a much more productive career.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really the reason I do this. It's um, it's very satisfying. In fact, in one class we had last week when I graduated there in St. Louis, a gentleman said, you know, he said, my boss was always trying to get me as senior project manager to speak at the annual meeting. We have 300 people in the company. He said, I told, I told the boss, do not put me on the program. I will be absent that day. I won't come, and you'll have to get somebody else even on your schedule. Me. This has going on for years. He said, this year, I told him, I want to MC it. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. That is so cool.
0: That is and
1: great. Another one would say, you know what, here's what's different. I come in from work. I put down the cell phone totally because I'm home. And I really look into my wife's eyes and listen to her. When the kids talk now, I just don't oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get down on their level and I connect with them with my eyes. And what they're saying has nothing to do with work or a lot of times it doesn't even make sense. but I. You know, I gave them five, ten minutes that I didn't used to at all. I was multitasking, trying to watch television, turn emails, <sighs> do a little work around the house. So now it's totally different. If I'm going to listen, I listen fully. It's made a huge difference with my wife. She says, I listen now. And my kids, I can tell they, they feel more loved. And me, Lynn, that, that, uh, that's, that's, that's very motivating.
0: Now, how long how long have you been doing this, Ken? How long have you been doing it for the AGC chapters? You said eighty five consecutive classes, so you've been doing this for quite a while now. Eighty five is the number we've done in Dallas. All over the nation, we've done two hundred and thirty six of these classes. That's so tremendous. I've been
1: doing this since, since ninety six.
0: And what's the what's the future of the Leadership Academy?
1: I think I just want to continue to work with companies that. Care about their people and want to show them that they care about them. Like my old company cared about me enough to send me to self development programs, knowing I was going to be their ambassador, and that if I can handle challenges at a lower level of responsibility, it would all uphill to, to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um, fortunately have a full calendar, so I just want I want to work on improving the course. I'm working on them book right now on customer service for construction professionals that I hope to have out by by August <laughs> and to add that to the class.
0: Now if I'm on the bubble about sending somebody to this class or attending myself or not, what do you say to folks who are not sure that they really need this?
1: I'd say, What is your biggest challenges? Is it finding more rebar or sheetrock? Or is it probably what most of us face and that's communications and dealing with multiple personalities under pressure and most of us have never had any training in leadership and we're in leadership positions and these guys have to be psychologists, mediators, sheriff, accountant, lawyer, (laughs) master communicators on multiple projects and under great Stress when they're making bid presentations that mean the difference in millions of dollars of new business coming in and how they treat their subs is uh, is a huge it can make a huge difference as tight as the labor market is, if we mistreat them or there's not a good relationship they'll just easily go to work for somebody that treats them better and they'll do better work for them it's an economic decision
0: and I know that we've spent a lot of time talking about workforce and recruitment of the workforce, and this seems to be something that goes hand in glove with that, that once I bring somebody into my company and I've worked hard to recruit them, the last thing I want to do is turn them over to somebody who's going to yell and scream at them, and they're going to walk right back out the door again. We see it every day. Just You know, it gets down to really very, very really basic,
1: simple human relations skills. And we put out a little deck of cards with 40 of these things. One of them is never give an order when you could have asked. For example, at Southwest Airlines, I spent a lot of time on <laughs> airports and I noticed the difference between customer service. Like the other day, I was at the uh, Love Field and waiting in line to check my bag and the lady said, I'm happy to help the next guest here. She's gonna walk up. And then I was in Chicago checking out an American, and they said, come on down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a small thing, but who would I want to spend my time
0: with? Exactly, exactly. Well, t- tell me a little bit about the structure of the class, Ken. How, do, how does, from day one through how long is it, uh, what's the format, how, how does it all work?
1: Sure. The time frame on it is once a month for five months. Four hours at a time, a half day. A lot of time we'll run on this from one, 12:30 to 4:30, like we do in St. Louis and several other places. It's an uh, afternoon session, gives them the time to get the crew started, catch a, a quick lunch, and maybe get out before the freeway gets too bad And it's it's not usually what they think it's going to be. We don't use PowerPoint. We don't try to lecture. It's uh, a lot more engaging than they ever dreamed. We don't even use tables. We're a big horseshoe, and from the first moment we got them talking,
0: their first talk
1: is what's, what's their first and last name. we got 22 people in the class maximum. And after 30 minutes, we taught them how to memorize everybody's name in the room, and they start to think, well, if I can do that, maybe I can change the way I feel about myself and, and my ability to uh, maybe change, change the way I treat people. Maybe the way I listen better. Maybe the way I business uh, meetings better. Maybe the way I feel about doing these infrequent presentations. It gets them. It's, it gets them thinking that you know if I can if I can uh, do something I thought I wasn't capable of doing, then it gives me uh, hope, and inspiration to improve myself. So that's that's the first session: is remembering names, and then we give them three tests on listening. to <laughs> some that they're like me and most people are not very good listeners. We've never had any training in it. And we give them assignments for names, for listening, for running meetings, for field reports on how they're treating people. And they come back, and every week they're reporting on what they're doing with the material. That's They're, they're teaching each other on basic principles, proven principles of leadership. And everybody gets to hear their example from the field and report on their own accountability so they're on their feet about 30 times, and it grows that confidence and shares this good information. and gets them thinking about what they're saying and how they're saying it. For example, two years ago, I had to take a, a drain plug out of a, a bathroom tub, and I got that plug out of there because it, it was leaking. I go, I used a screwdriver and pliers, mm-hmm. <laughs> and eventually, one of the plumbers. My so class said, Hey, you ever seen this? And it looked like a Star Wars thing with five points on it that he stuck it in the drain. <laughs> I'm screwed up, son. Well, it's kind of like human relations in class. These guys, naturally, they don't have the right tool. They're like me, they get frustrated. When they get frustrated, they can end up in anger and saying the wrong thing or making the wrong decisions under pressure. They just didn't have the right tool. They're not bad guys. They're just not trained in something that they're totally responsible for as the leader of the project. And
0: so having the right... important
1: per- to the project and the leadership of the project.
0: Having the right personality tools is no different than having the right tools in your toolbox to be able to get the job done.
1: Exactly. And back to Southwest Airlines, they spend a day and a half every year in what they call Kung Fu, <laughs> human relations, dealing with the public. And if you
0: don't,
1: you don't pass too, You don't work for Southwest Airlines. And the other half a day is spent just on listening, just on listening.
0: Well, can I, see, I?
1: I see more and more companies setting up continuing education minimums, number of hours that their people are required to take every year. And I think it's becoming more and more professional industry that we're working with.
0: Well, I know I, for one, am extremely happy that we made a connection and that we are able to offer this Leadership Academy to our folks who are members of AGC of Missouri. I know it's made a huge difference in the folks who have attended it. I know that we intend to continue offering this to our folks. If people want to find out more about it, they can visit our website. We've got information about it, and we're always looking for more people who want to be better construction managers and better folks in their own personal lives and Ken I think you've really made a difference in that way and I really thank you and I appreciate your time today and I appreciate your work on the Leadership Academy. Thanks man. it's always an honor. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcastAGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.